Hey everyone, it's Monty. Just a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, uh, we had some technical difficulties and that's why Mickey's uh, voice is coming through so soft for at least this per- first uh, half to two-thirds of the episode. Uh, so apologize for that uh, mistake on our end. Uh, like I said, a just a, a technical difficulties. Also, uh, going through this episode, I realized that I was getting so worked up and I didn't uh, use the correct term. <laughs> I used a menorah instead of yarmulke. If you're wondering why I'm talking about either of those things or, you know, what what the heck is going on, keep listening and hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we are talking... Star Wars again. Surprise, surprise. Right, Mickey? Yeah. Uh, Like, we haven't talked about Star Wars already enough. Uh, But today we're going to be, as another one of these atypical, not covering a movie uh, episode, we're going to be talking about and diving into a little bit on the history and what the Star Wars action figure uh, is and has been. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about what makes them, you know, what 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 the features are, why they're collectible, you know, just a little bit of history of what Kenner's done with them, and and kind of how we've gotten to this point where we're at right now. Um, so, for example, uh, there's a lot of Star Wars merchandise. So for just <laughs> just to keep just it narrow, a lot. Instead of covering all of Star Wars merchandise and all of Star Wars, even just toys, I mean, there's lunch boxes there's board games there's uh you know stickers there's books there's 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 so Clothes, much we could sit underwear. here literally I, go to underwear when I was a kid <laughs> I believe it I, I they tried to put Star Wars on everything right um don't picture it but I did have those so I, we could just literally sit here and list off a Wikipedia page the entire catalog of Star Wars merchandise items right and so instead of doing that we decided to narrow it down to action figures specifically in our un undocumented unscientific definition of an action figure for me at least, it would be that they can move their arms and legs at a minimum so maybe there's some that have more articulation there's some that have less articulation but for example a bobblehead is not an action figure. okay but it's a barbie doll then uh <laughs> gray area <laughs> If 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 had a lead into what we're going right right um, if GI Joe is an action figure, then I would say you could in the umbrella of action figures or articulated toys, you could you could count Barbie somewhere in that group. But and maybe a, the two have something to do with each other, which is why GI Joe was created in the first place. Right, right, this. right. And we'll get into that. We later. will we will get into that. Uh, but before we before we go any further, we're going to talk a little bit of in the news. So Mon- or Mickey, sorry, I'll be Mickey. You be Monty. I'll be Monty. You be Mickey. Um, you uh, can can, I, can you kind of run us through what we've talked or what we've posted since the last episode? I I think this is posted on February fifth. We may have talked about it. Spider Man three, Willem Dafoe reportedly on set reprising Green Goblin role. Yeah, we, we talked about mention. yeah that that basically. You know, we just want them to already come out and say you're going to make it into the Spider Verse. Like, right. just get it, yeah, get it over we with. Kind of talked about that quite a bit. Uh, there's a post here called Mondo's Daycare. It's on a T-shirt. It says Daycare Bounty Hunting. 
Asset recovery. This is the way. Just a cool T-shirt. Yeah. As far as news, though, there's speaking a lot of, of Star Wars merchandising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything. Um, other than that, uh, something about the Walking Dead getting your oh no, uh, Walking Dead. Time. Yeah, the Walking Dead had their uh, season ten episodes for free on their app. You didn't have to log in or anything with a oh really serve. Yeah, that's yeah. Michael and I you attempted. We attempted oh. to catch up. We're like halfway through season ten. There's because I yeah. got to watch a new episode. It's get there. Yeah, I'm. It's, we're 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 getting, slowly but surely. It's getting even better. Um, yeah. Somehow that series always done. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so we're not gonna touch. I, we're definitely. I, I I mean, I'm not gonna say definitely, but Mickey, I think that you would agree we should do a Wandavision episode sometime in the future, right? Right. I don't want to cover it right now. Uh, it's been really good. I don't want to get into the the details just because there's a lot to unpack. But people may not have completely watched it yet either. Right. Don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> the other big in the news, though, that I wanted to cover... Well, there, there's just one more thing I wanted to mention before we get into the serious stuff. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas is getting a sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I uh, saw that. Which yep. is pretty cool. And then, oh, this thing, um, January 24th, 2021 through June 20th, 21, Star Wars The Nostalgia Wait Awakens, the largest public display of vintage Star Wars toys from 1978 to 1985 in Wisconsin. Yeah. That sounds cool, man. We do have to book. So clearly, you know, we're talking Star Wars action figures, and that's right up our alley, right. you know, muse- museum awesome. quality, you know you know toys that are yeah. so that's at the Ashkash public museum for anybody that's in this area and yeah definitely something that's going to be worth checking out and i we'll have to we'll have to figure out a time talking about it <laughs> we'll, we'll have to figure out a, a time and day to, to to check that out for yeah. sure yeah uh, yeah i'm sorry that, that those were you know yeah, other kind of important in the news things right. and not as serious as what we're talking about so uh yeah i i um I, we, Mickey and I talked off mic about this and uh, just come out and say it, the, the fact that uh, the character who played Cara Dune, uh, Gina Carano, was fired the from, from the Mandalorian. And she basically, you know, she found out and what Disney gave as their reason was because of controversial, and I think they even used the word anti-Semitic Facebook, or uh, uh Social media posts, uh, uh, Instagram posts. And Mickey and I, like I said, we talked about this off mic, and it, it, it's concerning in a, in a couple for a couple reasons. First of all, part of the reason why I didn't post this on the Monty and Mickey Facebook page is because I wanted to do some research as to what actually happened. Mickey and I are both really big fans of this actress. Oh, we feel yeah. that she's extremely talented, not only in just the MMA world and what she did there, but you know, she was in Deadpool, she was in Haywire, yeah. she was in she was so in many Deadpool and the Mandalorian, man. That's some of my favorite if, things if, in this world. If Mickey could build a dream girl, right. she would check most of the boxes. Except she's more of a man than me. I mean, she's more muscular <laughs> she, and strong. She, she could beat right. you up. She could, she could beat ass. both of us up at right. the same time with her hands behind her back. Yeah. Um, Just her stare. But, so, what what we're concerned about or what we're upset about is, first of all, just like anything else in the media nowadays, it was very misleading for them to say that it was an anti-Semitic post. We looked at it. Both of us looked at it. Basically, the gist gist of what she was saying was if we're not careful about how we censor people 
in our current culture, we are going to end up similar to what happened during the Holocaust where Jews were being turned against by their neighbors and basically, you know, that we're going to have people hating each other and ratting each other out or whatever. And they were gaslighted basically into believing that Jews were just horrible people right. that didn't deserve to live. Right. The media, the, the propaganda at the time, if you don't know anything about World War II or the history of the Holocaust. So is it ever in good taste to compare any situation to Nazis or to the, to the Holocaust? I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't necessarily think those comparisons do that does what she said. And, and, and there's a history of the other things that she said, and I'm not going to get into them because we don't have enough time, but let's just put it this way. None of it was hurtful. None of it was no. anti-Semitic. None of it was, anti- was racist. None of it was against any group of people or being, you know, aggressive or putting down anybody in any way. And I am not easily offended at all. So it might not mean as much coming from me, but it was not at all offensive. Not one thing she said. Right. And so she had like three or four posts that basically put her on the track to finally getting fired. And this last one was essentially there. They just were looking for a reason. Now, Gina Carano is admittedly more of a conservative leaning individual. Okay, (gasps) Right. That's what the people at Disney that was their reaction, right? Because a lot of Hollywood, a lot of the uh, Disney, a lot of you know bigger, higher up technical companies are more liberal leaning. This is not a polarizing statement. I hope that anybody that's listening to this realizes that and doesn't like think that I'm making a polarizing statement by saying most of Hollywood is liberal leaning. That's that's not a that may, I think would, that's I, would I be would yeah. I yeah okay right. so. So she basically politically disagreed with the people at Disney, right? And well, she just had a different political view. It doesn't but even it, yeah, even even disagreed. She, she just wasn't even she, saying she disagreed. She's just giving her own viewpoints, and you can't do that even nowadays. So she got fired essentially for having a different opinion than people higher up, not because of anything that she did in terms of, like I said, anti-Semitic or racist. She did. She was fired because she had a different opinion. Okay. Now, to give some backstory, Pedro Pascal made a similar comparison to people in cages being some, compared to people in the Holocaust during the concentration camps, the kids at the cages at the border wall. First of all, that picture was never taken from the border wall in, in the United States in 2018. Second of all, he never got fired because of that face, that Instagram Same post. Same exact So he's though. taking, and he's, during, during a different administration, he's making a comparison to the Holocaust now we're in a different administration. She's making a comparison to Holocaust, and she got fired. Monty and Mickey, the Monty and Mickey fa- group, Facebook page, podcast, m- both Mickey and myself just want to come out and say that we are really just concerned about the way that things are going and also very against this decision to fire her. At the very core of what we feel like it means to be an American to be able to live in this country is that you are able to express your opinion and it's different than your neighbor. It's different than the political elite. It's different than the people in power and you're not going to be persecuted because you have a different opinion. The number one point of the Bill of Rights. Number one, freedom freedom of of speech. speech. Okay. No matter if other people agree with it or not, you have a right to voice your opinion. Right. There's a common saying in the military, you know, I might not agree with what you say, but I will fight to my death that you can have the opportunity to say it. The fact that you right? can do it, yeah. And that, that 
our country might be in a lot of turmoil, but that's one of the major reasons this country is one of the greatest in the world. And not to get too political about it, but we strongly believe that just because you don't agree with somebody politically, religiously, you know, ethically, whatever you want to call it, just because we don't agree with somebody does not mean that one, you don't have to respect them and two, that you you can't coexist with them. Right. We can't get to a point in our in our society. Again, this is kind of way off out of bounds compared to what Monty and Mickey usually talk about. But yeah. we cannot We're because it's directly brains. because it's directly related to a starring lead character in one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Star Wars piece of media of all time. Well, at least a series, yeah. That we wanted to address it because here's the thing: George Lucas felt that it was the wrong decision. Right? The name um, of the company. Uh, uh, D- uh, John Favreau thought it, thought it was, a, was a bad decision. Uh, Bill Burr, one of her co-workers, said she's an amazing person. Why, I, I, I can't say anything bad about her. We mentioned right? him in the last episode because he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So we talked about how, the, like I said, we just need to understand that, that this shouldn't be, this should not be in either way, in either way. Even if you are more conservative, even if you're more liberal... You shouldn't ever be cheering for people getting canceled because they have a different opinion than you or it goes against something that you believe. Because at the end of the day, that's what makes us a really great country. Well, and I think people are forgetting this simple fact. And I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's virtually impossible to agree with any other human being on every subject. I don't agree with everything my wife says, and we're married. I don't agree with everything I used to think. Right, I don't right, agree with right. myself that, That's a whole other conversation about getting persecuted for things that you said in the past, but well, that's a whole other well, thing. But yeah, that's, that's but, yeah. But my point is, is I don't even necessarily agree with with old Mickey or so things, no, I am old Mickey, but new Mickey or so younger Mickey. Yet. What you're saying is, you know, you can't cultures change, on everything. people you change, can't. things happen, things, you know, yeah, exactly. But there's no you way know. to agree on every subject with any other human being. Like I said, I don't even do it myself. I argue with myself. Mickey and I time. disagree on things. We right. don't ever uh, agree on everything. we're on most subjects, but we come at it from a different angle. Guess what? That's what makes us better friends because we're, we're learning and growing from each other, you know? It, yeah. So I, I, I just bring all that up just to say that, one, I stand behind Gina Carano after, <laughs> after she... She might she, not see us because she's that big a woman. I, 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 <laughs> she probably, yeah. But, excuse me, basically what ended up happening is she got hired by the Daily Wire, which, again, conservative-leaning... You know, you can have your opinions about what Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire have. I, you know, like I said... That that's fine. I don't really. I don't. I guess I, I care, but I don't really care if you don't agree with what they say. Okay, they, they're a conservative. You say channel. they have a right to their opinion. They have the right to their their opinion, even Brilliant. if it doesn't agree with me. So, what I what I will say though is she now has a basically a directing or a producer role at one of the next movies that they're going to make. They've they're a small company in terms of the media that they've produced. They've got podcasts. They've got like different. You know, different things. Ben Shapiro is, you know, goes on tours and speaks and does all these things. And like I said, very conservative. She goes and gets hired by them. They come out like a day or two after and said, we are really, we, we just do not like what happened to you. We want to hire you. Can you please work for us? We feel that this voice that you have cannot, should not be, cannot be silenced because your voice is important. 
and that's what everybody should believe that. So, so, and, and I say, I say some bad things about Disney. Disney is not by any means this perfect company. It's kind of like you, you take the good with the bad because well, there's, there's a lot of things that come from Disney that are good, but there's a lot of things that are really bad. Who, who's in charge of it? People. Yeah. Right. None of you us know, are perfect. People, yeah. People aren't perfect. So essentially she gets, she gets hired on and she gets to do this and Disney, you know, they want to have these strong independent women who speak their mind and who are, you know, they can, they can go out and, and think for themselves, right? Unless it doesn't go with what the way that they feel. And that's just such an oxymoron. If you're going to have somebody, if you're going to hold somebody up on a pedestal that is, is that, that type of woman, that strong female character, which I, my, Mickey and I are all for that. We, we love to see diverse oh, and yeah. amazing characters that highlight their difference in opinions and the way that they have their strengths. But you can't, but you she can't wasn't even say shoving it down anybody's throat. Right. That's the she was on her own. We want to keep coming back to the fact that she did nothing wrong. She simply posted, and it wasn't even strong, aggressive points of view. She just made blanket statements that even I'm not very conservative in my in my outlooks. I totally agree with everything she said. Yeah, we come at it from kind of different angles. Even though, to be honest, let's just of stuff like this. I don't want to be associated with either party anymore because I'm <laughs> sick of this crap. We're create our own. Yeah, right, but. I totally agree with everything right. she said, and so, I was raised so, a different point of view. The things that she was saying was... Listen to my fell, voice. That's how serious I am. Fell more on the... And, and like I said, we're not going to get too far into it, but fell more on the moderate, you know, middle of the road, like more conservative-leaning, but, you know, to, not like, you know, anyways. A pretty not far right by any means. A pretty agreeable statement from yeah. any point of view. Yeah, that you could at least understand where she was coming right. from. Right. So... I guess that bad on Disney, really. I mean, they've lost um, Disney Plus memberships. There's a lot of people that are very supportive of her. The they kicker, really have lost that money. They decent amount, yeah. I mean, they're Disney, so they could lose everybody and right. still be afloat. I um, think they might make it. So the kicker to all of this is they came out and said we don't appreciate or we don't stand behind people making comments about other people's cultures, which wasn't true, right? She, she, the Jew, the Jewish right. culture. Guess who she got hired by? An Orthodox Jew! <laughs> ben Shapiro wears the menorah in the interview that he has with her a couple weeks after this happens and is sitting there talking to her. That would like be like me being accused of being racist and then going on a, a show and getting hired by Samuel Jackson and being like, Hey man, how's it going? Let's. I can't wait to work with you. That's the equivalent of what's happening well, here, and, one of the and why it's such a lie of what they said. Well, and further that, further on that is like you said off mic that one of the things that one of the straws that broke the camel back was that she made some comment that had nothing to do with anything transgender, and people just spun it because that's what people do now. Right to to be. Some derogatory comment about transgender. It was more so what she was saying was she didn't want to bend to the bullies that were on Twitter, the Twitter mob. I don't hear anything that has anything to do with transgender in that. But and it sounds like the people that were on her on you know in her. Kids. So basically, yeah, she had to go, and we'll get into this one because I, this would be, I guess, the second most divisive of them if you want to even call it that. Is she? She had to go and apologize, make a formal apology, you know, according to Disney, because she works for Disney. She's got to follow the rules. And so she went to these uh, these representatives in the transgender community and said, I'm apologizing for this. This is not what I meant. I did not mean to be derogatory. I have nothing but love for you guys. And basically all of these people came to her, like, while they're having this conversation with her, and they're like, we know that you are not, we know that you don't have hate for us. 
we understand that you basically just stepped in a landmine. People just took what you said and spun it in a way that fit their narrative, and it wasn't at all intended for that. We understand that. We are not offended by that. That's the point I'm trying to make. It wasn't even the the group being represented by this argument that were up in arms. It was other people fighting someone else's fight that just started spinning crap that had nothing to do with anything to just make her a villain. And even the people who would be represented by these feelings were like, yeah, we didn't get offended by anything you said. So other people fighting somebody else's fight or making crap up from out of nowhere just to be pissed off and fight with somebody. Needless to say, I haven't been on social media too Uh, much lately just because I kind of, yeah. So um, my wife is making me a shirt, so then my... It's going to have a... It's going to have a... sick of seeing your bare chest. It's going to... That's a picture. If you, <laughs> things get real crazy at the Monty and Mickey uh, household. Not... Anyways, yeah. I'm getting too riled up. we got to talk I'm about action figures here. Now, I'll tell you that. Um, but so when all this broke and that she was going to be, you know, hired by the Daily Wire to, to be a part of this, she made a... She posted the article that said that she was going to be doing this. And then she she said... Um, she said... Uh, the the it the end isn't over or it's not over yet dot 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 welcome to the rebellion oh, so cool. i'm gonna in star wars right, right playing on the star wars the evil right. empire right. you know there's a whole thing right. so i'm gonna get a she didn't say the empire she said the rebellion yeah welcome welcome to the rebellion, rebellion we're yeah. we're you know I am not the basically empire. you they can't shut us up is kind of like another thing that basically i i am not gonna be shut i'm not gonna let this the, them you know basically silence me because i don't i don't have the same opinions especially because she said nothing wrong yeah it, yeah again again we want to keep coming in emphasizing the point that she did nothing not say anything wrong. wrong we've uh, said more offensive things in these 10 minutes than we've said more anything. yeah god forbid they come back and listen to anybody listens to this in 10 years and what we said oh. that have been offensive and god knows what's going to be offensive to miller white in 10 years but exactly. anyways um, so I'm going to have her make, uh, with the big red rebellion symbol from the original trilogy oh, with yeah. like a red circle around it. And on the back, I'm going to put welcome to the rebellion in star Wars, uh, font. Oh, but you're going to have the first part. Of I'm going to, I'm just going to have the re- the rebel oh, logo. The and then on the back, I'm going to have welcome to the rebellion. So if you want one, let me know. Oh yeah. Actually. Yeah. That'd be cool. So you're not going to put the first part of what she said. on? There? No, no. I don't, I don't know. I still got to figure out the exact layout. Oh, was it yeah. again that she said? Exactly? She just said, um, she basically said the end. It's up. not the end. Isn't you know that I'm not over yet, or the end isn't this is here. Not the end. This is not the end. Welcome to the rebellion. That yeah, the, I kind of like that being part of it too, though. Yeah, this is not the end. Yeah, I mean the logo's cool, but have that maybe, you know, maybe around it. Maybe yeah, right. yeah. This is not the end. Welcome to the rebellion. Because that's that. Yeah, maybe I'll do it like that. Sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, this is not the end. Welcome to the rebellion. That was Darth yeah. Vader voice. That didn't make much sense though. James Earl Jones is right. in the house today? Yeah, I totally get mistaken for him all the time. My pasty little white is. All right. So let's get back to fun and, you know, non-political, non-divisive stuff, which that, none of that was political. But anyways. Yeah. Um, I bet so, most of our listeners, all four or five of them probably agree with Yeah. That. And, and honestly, like, if you if you disagree, here. here here's the, the catcher. Of, if you disagree, If you disagree with us... Tell us. We will read your email. Oh. We will read your comment on the oh, yeah. air. Oh, that's what you. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome to have different opinions. <laughs> Mickey will bad. come Sorry. down and break your kneecaps. No. Uh, Without my shirt on. We would be very hypocritical if we said you suck. You know. Right. So we are completely open it. and honest to any type of conversation. Let like us that. know how we're wrong. If yeah. You, if if, if you if we say something that's offensive or you feel is offensive. 
I might not agree with you that it's offensive, but let's talk about but it, right? But give me a good argument, and I'll be like, you know what? I didn't think of it. Yeah, that yeah, way. I didn't think of it. Whatever. So, all right. So let's now that we got that out of the way. I like I said, no, I didn't. I'm done. I'm out. Of I didn't post. I didn't post anything about it. Maybe I'll now. Once the surgery released, I'll post more about what the... Because people just don't do their research nowadays, and they're just Ugh. so quick to jump on things. I even was guilty of this. Even in this exact thing that happened, I was like, well, she shouldn't be saying anti-Semitic stuff. You know? Well, you know what I've learned in the last five, ten years? People judge what they don't understand. Right, and they just take every headline as face value without because doing you, any research. Right, and that's, that's why you jump to conclusions and make snap judgments, because you have no knowledge of what's gone on in the past, any of the history... You don't judge when you have a better understanding of stuff. Right, know? exactly. So, yeah. Speaking of better Deep understanding thoughts. of stuff, Mickey, uh, oh. so let's uh, let's talk nice. Star Wars uh, action figures. All right, so we're going <laughs> to... God, we're cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the laughs. Um, so we're going to be talking... Uh, we're going to be talking Kenner mostly and a little bit of Hasbro uh, in terms of what uh, the Star Wars action figures have been. And the reason why is because Kenner has dominated the Star Wars action figure market. As Late, a small company. As a, as a small like company. one you mentioned that Karen Dune has gone to. Yeah, right, exactly. So the parallels, there, yeah. the connections, the yeah. lines everywhere. Um, so basically you have... You know these different and maybe you know I was gonna I was gonna talk about the history of Kenner, but let's let's actually dive into just action figures real quick. So you have everything that basically is categorized by how big the action figure is. So like for example, and I wouldn't even consider these action figures, but like I've, I'm, I'm for those of you who can't see what I'm you know doing through the mic. Look closer. I'm, I'm holding up a uh, Ray. Uh, Lego minifigure, okay? Right. So, Lego minifigures... Hold they on, are hold on one second. Though, so they might count as an action figure, I mean... Yeah, you could, you could maybe, you could maybe count... I, I, this, in terms of action figures, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, be a more broad or more specific... So these guys are... One and three quarters inch, and for you Lego nerds out there, don't kill me if that's not the official official. It's one and two thirds inches. So in terms of like, there were one of, I mean, there was micro machines and other things, but those right. weren't even really action figures. They weren't imposable or, you know, they didn't have, you know, uh, opposable, not, sure. not opposable. <laughs> they, they didn't have articulating uh, limbs. Did they yeah. have Star Wars theme going on anyway with those? Micro Machines, I think they did. Oh, I think they did at one point. I'm too old for those. And this, like I said, just goes into all the licensing that Star Wars did. So this is why, like I said, we're being specific about it. Along so, the lines of Gene Simmons and Kiss where, you know, yes, everything yes. was Kiss. Yeah. Right. Um, so then, basically, and what we're going to be talking about today, for the history at least, the majority of the history is the three and three quarter inch uh, line that came out. And we're going to talk about how that came uh, and then the six inch line I've started to collect is the, the it's called the Black Series line, which is a larger figure. So I one size with you. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that right now. <laughs> uh, keep moving. Good uh, words. So, so then you've got uh, Playmobil, which, you know, is another, you know, yeah, kind of action figure thing. I had a lot of those. So that's about two and three quarter inches. Then you've got the, and this is just in terms of just the little bit of sampling that I grabbed that was around the, the house. Future Playmobil that he grabbed, by the way. Yeah, but the Marty McFly um, Playmobil. So then you've got the three and three quarter inches. Um, Hasbro, uh, I think Hasbro Kenner, uh, surprisingly enough, actually did Batman figures. So you got the three and three quarter standard 
Then you've got like what I would say five inches, um, and then you've got which the, some of these Batman figures were in five inch. Then you've got the Black Series Star Wars, which is six inches, which I would imagine that six inches is a pretty standard size for a lot of action figures. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if other other licensing has you know that size. And then like I've got like a random. Um, a Legolas from uh, Lord of the Rings that's like, I think it's like 7 inches and then, you know, it goes up from there 12 inch, an 18 inch I've even got, what is that? What would you say that? 3 here measure measure big old Batman for me right oh, there. This one off the yeah, while, I, while I'm killing time here um, so, uh, this what, I'm, what I guess what I'm getting at is there's a lot of different sizes and kind of like that's how things are categorized. Is 30? Far, upwards of 30? 30 inches. So, this, the, you know, one of the, the the biggest, what I would consider, action figure. And, and I mean, the, like He-Man and, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff, I think those were like 7 or 8 inches. Like, like right, inches, right. And, six inches. Maybe. And, and maybe this is a good place to start in terms of Kenner's history. So 5 and a half inches were the He-Man kids. Before we got the actual Star Wars figures, before this, the first Star Wars came out, Kenner... Um, was the one who won basically, or was it the only one interested? Yeah, nope. Mattel, uh, Hasbro, all these big companies turned down the opportunity because they didn't think Star Wars. They didn't believe in the Star Wars. George Lucas knew it was going to be huge. Boy, I guess he's not so stupid. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Star Wars was not a household name, right? And nobody really thought that these space, you know. Figures, these characters who fight in space. Well, the whole genre that the movie it was going to be big at all, right? Okay. So they passed on it, right? So then, like I said, Kenner Kenner gets these these this license to do this, and they a got small little company in Cincinnati, Ohio, that nobody really ever heard of. They made some toys. They had their own calling card, but they weren't yeah, on the map, right? They weren't they they were at least known enough, but they weren't like this giant toy company they by, any Hasbro, by any means. Hasbro by any stretch of the imagination. So. Because of the way that that worked out and how basically Kenner was the only one interested, George Lucas didn't really have a whole lot of options. So he agreed to a sweetheart deal for Kenner that was the best deal for any toy company in the history of anything. Right. It was 5%. um, 2.5% went to Fox. 25 went to Lucas. Kenner got the rest of the profits. 95% of the profits went to Kenner. All they had to do, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in the history, all they had to do was guarantee that Lucas and Fox got $10,000. That's it. Literally, all they had to do was write a check for $10,000. Here you go. And yeah. they kept the license. It literally said, like, they, because obviously they're, they're nerds, you know, all doing this, but the lawyer literally wrote in there, forever, unless this happens... And the exclusive rights for all of the galaxy, because he was just playing with words right. and being funny with Star Wars, right? And he thought he'd get a laugh out of that, but it was dead. Yeah, nobody, because it was such a great deal for Kenner, everybody on the other side of the table were like, well, I guess we don't have any other option, right? We can't just, like, at that point, we couldn't just say no. Because nobody else is giving us any offers. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to get into this a little bit. Um, as far as like why this, the the toy became what it is or the size that it is. And a lot of this we've learned on the toys that made us. Yeah, I'm sorry. We would like to give credit to the uh, the Netflix series, the toys that made us. That and they, they talked about Star Wars. And really all they cover, because like I said, there's a ton of Star Wars merchandise. 
all they talked about in terms of Star Wars toys was Kenner action figures. They didn't talk about any other. Well, they talked le- about the vehicles and stuff to some degree. But well, what I'm saying is they like they didn't talk about Lego really. Oh, no. They just kind of mentioned really, it, really, just Kenner, you know, yeah. and they didn't talk about like you know any other toys that were Kenner action figures. Right. I guess is what I'm getting. And they just to, I mean, before we get to the, they mentioned at the beginning of that episode that the movies themselves have made. 17 million 17 billion dollars the movies with a b the toys made twice that yeah that's crazy so in we've talked about in the other the original trilogy for sure and i'm sure that it just carried through to every other movie that's been made since that a lot of the decisions for who showed up in the movies were made because of the merchandising that they knew they could capitalize on these unique characters adding new characters doing all these things and so, um, I know, Mickey, you, you brought this up earlier, but can you explain why they landed at the three and three quarter scale, the inch, three and three quarter inches for an action figure when, you know, you had these bigger action figures and G.I. Joe's, you had Barbies that were bigger. What, I guess, what, what, could, what, what happened or why did they land on that? Well, first, um, just to cover the Barbie versus G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was actually invented because they wanted to, the demographic of boys not mm-hmm. playing with dolls. And I looked it up. Terms action figure was first coined by a man named Don Levine at Hasbro um, in 1964 to market their G.I. Joe figures to boys who refused to play with dolls that were typically a girl's toy. Stan Weston sold the soldier doll with a variety of military uniforms and accessories like weapons, tanks, vehicles, for $100,000 at 1963 Toy Fair to Hasbro. That's where the whole idea of action figure came around. Right. A boy doesn't want to play with a doll. Right. He wants to play with an action figure. Action figure. Even though on paper, same they're thing. the same thing. Right. It's yeah. just a male doll, yeah. Yeah. But, so, then Star Wars comes along, and Kenner is trying to figure out how big to make these because they want these vehicles to be to scale, where you can put the guy in the vehicle, right. you know? not. Right. Just have this big guy who's, you know, standing next to the vehicle like it's a skateboard or something. And so if you didn't know, Star Wars has got a lot of vehicles and really unique and really cool vehicles that are integral to the Star Wars universe. And even the the, state, the setting type things that you could buy, like non-vehicles, like I had the Death Star and I had the Saloon and all that stuff. Um, they had a little hole in the bottom on the feet of the, of the action figures and the little pigs were on these stage type things where you could stand them on there. Right. So they could stand and everything. They were meant to be played with. They were right. meant to be interacted with. And they were meant to. And all that stuff. Hey, you buy this guy? Hey, look at all these accessories that come with it. Right. And that they saw before, the dollar signs rolling. Before we kept everything in the package so that the value would go through the roof. Well, they were trying to figure out what's as they were designing all these things in like as fast as they possibly could because they wanted to get this stuff out because the movie had already been out for a while and stuff and they didn't want to lose the hype. Of Star Wars and all that stuff. They, the president of Kenner, Bernie Loomis, was a huge man, I guess. Like, he made my yeah. hands look like a... Not like, not like fat. Like, he was no, a very beefy, a large, like... Like, think of, like, Midwestern farm boy. Like, 6'6", six, six, I think, or yeah, something like that. Like, with hands that are, you know, twice they, as they, big as they called his, Yeah, they called his fingers, like, sausage fingers or right, something. Right, which so I big, have minor versions of Big that. guy for a visual, basically. Right. And they, they went up to him and said, we can't figure out a size so that we can make these vehicles, you know, so that they can 
carry the actual action figures in, in scale appropriately. Yeah. And this man with the huge hands just held up his his pointer finger and his thumb and said that big. And um, the guy who asked him the question measured it was three and three quarters inches, and that's where yeah. they came up with it. He held up his fingers. And I, I would say that that's a pretty standard for a lot of action figures oh, yeah. nowadays. You know, it became that, the standard. That, that, that ended scale. up being because of how successful they were and that the fact that they, I mean, and, and I'll just, you know, I've got a couple, a, a few th- action figures out on the table right now right. that we're looking at as kind of like visual, like, you know, to, to jog our memories about things. But you can see, like, I've got three different ve- Star Wars vehicles. Those are all you know, small enough to be able to play with that aren't like giant and you can fit your three and three quarter inch character in there. When you get up to... came up with that size so scientifically, that's what's so impressive about (laughs) it. I love that. Held out his fingers. Yeah. Um, Obviously, when you go up to the six inch, the scale gets, you know, you can't, you can't do a Death Star, you know, even, even going up that scale. So... Millennium Falcon is going to be... Size of the table. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, So... So yeah, so that's that's how they came up with that that scale, and you know, they're these guys. You know, we talk about a small company. They're sitting there and they're they're taking old action figures from other lines, and they're you know you're putting putty on them and clay, and they're painting them, and, and now this is a stormtrooper, and now this is whatever. So the issue with what the timing of this was is they could not get the product out by Christmas. So Mickey. I, you're you're pretty knowledgeable on Star Wars. Yeah. What when did the first Star Wars? What day did the first Star Wars come out? I believe it was May May something. So it was May. They still didn't even have any any um characters by the t- or any product by the time Christmas rolled around, right? right so so they were still like they were behind because of all these delays with n- nobody else biting on it, and they had you know. George Lucas didn't want to release anything that got, you know, he didn't want anything to get out. He wanted all his secrets. So they ended up doing a very, what everybody said was a bad idea, but they sold essentially an empty box to kids at Christmas in 1977, 76. The movie came out in 77. 77. So it would have been Christmas 77. They sold a empty box that promised a mail in basically. Because the movie had already been out. Right? Yeah, right. By that time, the movie had been out for a, a, a decent amount of time, Six, seven and everybody wanted these 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 toys, and all that they could really do is like board games and posters and that kind of thing. So they ended up basically selling an IOU to these kids, right? Just an and it box. worked. Yeah, and oh, it worked yeah. really well. They said it was a genius. They they board. promised them between like February and March of two thousand or uh, nineteen seventy eight, and so. From that point on, after they, they got the process down, it was just gangbusters, right? So you got Star Wars, you got uh, Empire Strikes Back. They had even more characters that they can then, you know, uh, create. They can re-release characters. And so then, um, before we get to, like, the end of, like, the original trilogy, is there anything else that you want to talk about as far as that goes? I, I kind of want to start talking about, like, that transition in between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Medicine, kind of what they went through and why, you know, kind of how they got screwed themselves, basically. Right. But anything else in that original, I know what you're going to be talking about the uh, three and three quarter inch scale and kind of those those figures, you know, a little bit later. But anything else in, up until that point that you wanted to point out? Well, just um, more about the, the 12 inch figures, which is what the original G.I. Joe were. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The original action figures were 12 inch. It, I just... It, 
They were 12 inches, and they were followed by a variety of DC comic characters. I thought you'd be interested in this. Yeah, because Kenner did have the rights to DC and Batman. Right. You and, know. and at that time, that collection, collection consisted of Superman, Batman, I don't know if you're familiar with that character, Batgirl, Robin, Aquaman, Tarzan, Spider-Man, and Captain America, made by a company called Mego Creations. Um, so I think I think Hasbro eventually bought them all. Yeah, right. Um, but they increased in popularity between 1971 and 1975, and many people called that Mego, Amer- Mego Creations. They called them the world's greatest action figure company because right after the G.I. Joe, they started capitalizing on these DC characters and stuff. And yeah. They're the ones who were creating the most action figures at the time because it wasn't right. just G.I. Joe. You know? Right. So, Star Wars hadn't been around. You you really had right Marvel. You had Marvel and you had DC, and then you had you know some of these other characters that came out but but yeah exactly so up until that point kenner was not an action figure company as far as i'm aware and so you had these other companies kind of who passed on the opportunity and now kenner's got this and and now they're like okay what are we going to do with this so needless to say they were highly successful you know collect them all all the things and and i'd like you to touch base on like the mail-in i think we had talked about that in a previous episode but Talk about that a little bit and the, the whole thing with the Boba Fett. Right now, um, yeah. I actually, I was... That's I was the, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it was the, the most sought-after Holy Grail toy was Boba Fett mailing figure with rocket fire from the jetpack that he had on his bag. The first appearance of it wasn't until that amazing, amazing Christmas special that came out in 1978. We, we've talked about, see, uh, Monty and Mickey uh, Star Wars... Christmas special makes my stomach hurt right to this day, and I still even purchased it. That cartoon was the best part of that. It really was, <laughs> and that's where he showed up. This toy never made it to retail, though. Right. I mean, I I think I remember sending in for it. It never made it to retail because some kid choked on a similar toy. That that the, the missile right basically, yeah. something that could spit something out like that, and some kid choked on it. So they had to, before anybody even got the opportunity to buy it, they pulled it and. So then they sent you the the one that I now have with the the rocket is actually attached. Yeah. Um and and that's what everybody got. It was unmo- unmovable. These but these rare ones that that holy grail what are like basically boiled down to prototypes and if, for those of you who don't know a prototype is like what the manufacturer designs as a like a Original. we want to make sure that this will work for high high volume production first. Right. Those original prototypes made it out into the market. The well, the ones that with the racket attached. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. This yeah. one that they were you were supposed to get when you did this yeah. mail in yeah. order. These impossibly rare figures now go for over twenty thousand dollars if in good condition. Good. That's not even well, because they didn't really come in a package, I don't believe, but I mean, no, those ones probably didn't know. No, I in in mint condition, and you could probably get up towards a thirty or forty thousand dollars for a piece of plastic, right, ladies and gentlemen, for one that wasn't even in the first movie. You hadn't even seen it. Right. You know, you could mail in for this. You didn't even yet. know who he was, right? Except for some cheesy, stupid movie that introduced him in a cartoon. <laughs> so, other than that, I'm impressed with it. So that pretty much brings us right up into the time period between. Uh, Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace. And George Lucas said that he wasn't going to be doing any, he wanted to take a break. Uh, essentially, they lost their license because there was no new movies coming out. There was no interest. They tried to re- re-release things. They tried to, you know, do things that were a little bit different. Like, oh, this is just off camera. You can't see this vehicle or you can't see this character because he's just off camera. But he's still part of the Star Wars universe. And they, they basically tried to 
revitalized in certain ways. Well, they were doing that because the gap in prices between the action figures, which were like six, seven dollars, I believe, and the vehicles, which would be like twenty five or thirty, they wanted to bridge that gap. Yes, a bit. So they these, made these, these smaller, smaller vehicles. Yep. were like ten, fifteen dollars. So right, and I had some of those too. I never even realized they weren't in the movie, but I loved them. I wouldn't be surprised if there were kids, kids, college students right now in marketing classes studying what Kenner did in the 80s and 90s. For sure. You know, in terms of trying to just keep things rolling in terms of... Well, and even even Lucas, his vision to not give up and know he he had a billion dollar franchise, he screwed himself by agreeing to that 5% deal, but... He was, like you said, kind of desperate and didn't have much choice at that yeah. point. But yeah. So, there's a lot to learn from how that all unfolded because it changed the world, you know? Yeah, right. To learn it, yeah. And so essentially what happened is they didn't have the profit that they wanted to right before, like, basically Phantom Menace came out. And so they they their contract got void because they didn't make that $10,000 benchmark <laughs> for Lucas and Fox. So now... George Lucas comes back out and he, after this, and like they said, yeah, the timing seemed a little fishy, but he came out and said, announced, we're going to do more Star Wars movies, right? Everybody's losing their mind. All these toy companies are like, <laughs> right? I made and those noises too, actually, when I heard <laughs> When you heard about... Right, yeah. and lost what was left of my mind. So. And so they ended up having to bid for this right to produce these toys. Everybody was bidding. And everybody by this point, because Star Wars is much more popular. They knew what the gold mine was, yeah. And so they had to not only bid for it, they had to they'd pay money for it, but then they ended up doing a deal that was way better for George Lucas and, like and Fox. or something they gave Yeah, they, they, they ended up, yeah. So, needless to say, pay attention, you know, make sure that you're, you know, doing your due diligence and read the fine print and just, normal life everyday things but so phantom menace comes out and they're kind of saturated at this point george lucas realized that giving exclusive rights to just one company wasn't going to be as profitable he let lego produce vehicle or um, toys and you know things for the lego line and like there was all these things that ended up happening as part of this that kind of diluted what kenner was but they were still in the game. They were still able to do it. Oh, yeah. And I guess, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk any, you know, like I said, specifics about the three and three quarter inch line and the Black Series. But kind of like basically from that point on, uh, they had been making these three, still making these three and three quarter inches. But they, they, they did, essentially did what they did for the original trilogy. They did it for the prequels and they did it for the sequel trilogy. And they were continuing to you know, basically try to go back to that well in between trilogies, right? Before Disney bought um, uh, Lucas Lucas Films, they were doing, you know, the power of the Force line, the power of the Jedi line. We're going to re-release this, and this is going to be, you know, an updated paint scheme or an updated card back. characters that you You already knew and stuff were repeated in different forms. And one of the things that people talk about in terms of, you know, what makes Star Wars action figures unique is like, they weren't just sticking to those main, you know, dozen characters, right? They would have, like, like at one point they released, and I don't know if this is true or not, I think it is, they released that guy 
in Empire Strikes Back carrying what looks like an ice cream machine in the background. <laughs> like that was a that was a Kenner action figure at See, one no, point. That it's, a like, holy grail. it's like some random dude. So, so there was so much variety. Like it wasn't like like you didn't just get sick and, and you'll be able to talk more about this because I didn't collect that line, but you didn't get sick of it because it wasn't the same Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia, C-3PO, and Chewie. You Which know? the first three movies were. I mean, the first movie was 12 characters, but you got basically, you got other versions of those characters in different outfits and stuff like that, but you also got that same character again. Yes. They right. would re-release him for the next movie yep. and just add on, so there was still just as many new ones, but you'd get the same old ones again. Yeah, right, right. They, they had an opportunity... But I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is in between trilogies they were able to, you know, not only capitalize on the fact that they've got this insane catalog of characters and vehicles and everything that George Lucas was just like, here you go, just make it. Oh. And they also were able to re-release and, and add new things and, you know, little, you know, you know, updates or whatever. Add their own spin on it a little bit too. The last thing I wanna say about Kenner is um, I looked this up recently. Hasbro was like a parent company at some point. Their you know mergers and yep. buyoffs and whatever, and they eventually closed the Cincinnati office. And now it's in terms of Star Wars characters, it's Hasbro for most, and then there's like a vintage line that has the Kenner logo on it. So they're still capitalizing on the fact that. It's a Kenner product. There's still Kenner is it, it's it's almost like weekend at Bernie's <laughs> at this point. They're like, here you go, it's still Kenner, but but really it's Hasbro, yeah. but really it's Kenner, you know, because these hardcore collectors are it's gotta be Kenner, right? Right. So yeah. um anything else in terms of the just the history in general on Kenner, any notes that you had about that? I actually went over them all, so Okay. So so now there's like, nothing else to know. There's, we covered it we, all. We, we covered it all. Take our word for it. So as we said before, we, uh, we, we're going to be talking individually about kind of like what we've been collecting. Or for Mickey, he's, been, he's got a bigger head start on me um, in terms of just what we're familiar with, I should say. And so Mickey has been collecting the uh, three and three quarter inch line, like basically what you would call like the purest or like the original design, right. you know, the original size. My whole life. I'll be talking ab about the uh, black series, which is the, the six inch line. But Mickey, can you kind of just go through just like in broad strokes, you know, like what, what does the packaging look like? How did, how did they, they come out? Like what, just, just your experience, I guess, in general of collecting, that that line that that size i should say well first of all you said we might take pictures and post them on the yeah yeah website. definitely yeah. yeah yeah so yeah you might you'll be able to i mean if you haven't seen them you might be able to see some of these but basically the typical ones i mean like the, the black series he's talking about are a little more of an upscale version like they're more for display and they're more expensive they're right they're, yeah yeah and they're more i mean you think they, they move they're a lot more movable and everything yeah, and right. you know more jointed and all that stuff but the ones i collect they come on a card um you've all seen these because lots of different movies and franchises have started making their characters like this but yeah they, they there's a big wad of plastic in the front that they come in and the originals just had the guy and a gun or whatever weapon 
and then on the card, and then on the back, it typically shows, you know, other other characters in the set, and you know, like, but the Phantom Mentis, Menace one that I'm looking at, Mace Windu, that's from Episode One. Um, they actually brought in this new thing called a ComTech chip, where if you plugged it into this other device that I have, you can actually hear them talking and hear their voice, and they say, like Mace Windu says, "May the Force be with you." So, yeah, another another little thing to add on to. To get people to buy more, you know, the, the more and just have something different for reasons for them. Right, to buy as they character. expanded, because the original ones didn't have all that. But in order you know, with the generations and the new movies, yeah, they added something to make them even more right. intriguing and all that stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then I guess can you talk a little bit about like what your what you have in your collection in terms of Star Wars action figure, like what. Like you talked about, you have like um, uh, Attack of the Clones. You know, yeah, you that's, know, let's have all that's, of them. Or I, I believe according to that, cause you found a cool app. Yeah, that you might want to mention. Uh, what, what is that? Toy Box. Toy Box. Toy app. Box. Yeah, it is pretty much specifically to Star, Star Wars, Wars figures, collectors, but yeah. every line of Star Wars figures yep. you can get, and you can put on there the ones you have, the ones you want. If they're loose, if they're in package, and I have all my loose ones as a child. Like, from the first movie, I have all of them. I, th- I can't find my Darth Vader, which kind of pisses me off, but it's he's missing the cloak and all that stuff. He's actually worth something. But I have most of them from Empire and most of them from Return all loose and in my little yeah. carrying packages and stuff. Yep. But, but the once, fact that you even have them. Right, you know. yeah, because I, yeah, I don't have any of the vehicles. My mom sold them at a rummage sale. I had the Death Star, man. Every, I didn't know many people had them. Everybody has a story about how their parents sold. hawked their right. best... I, Toys my at a rummage my sale. My mom feels worse about it than I do because she. I think we sold the Death Star, and I mean I played with the crap. I mean, but it still had the trash compactor with all the little pieces of foam in there and the monster, which is rare. We sold it for twenty five bucks, even in the condition it was with the cardboard backing, kind of all you know rigid and rough. I, I think that would go up for 150 200 bucks minimum. Yeah. I mean, in the condition Well, and the fact in. that you just want to have it right now. Even. Right, just yeah. Not even if they, just to sell it, just to have it in just your collection. because I'm me, and yeah. My mom's more mad at herself than I am, so I don't I don't punish her too much for that. But otherwise, um, I wanted to have one representation of the, the good side and the dark side of every movie. And I just realized, because I'm, uh, you know, my brain doesn't always function all that well, that I'm missing... I'm missing the solo movie and the Last Jedi, so I got to go out and buy some stuff. But the main movie, as as Monty mentioned, was that I went after was Attack of the Clones, and I believe, according to this app that we have, that I have one version, maybe not the rare version of every character. Okay. For that one movie alone, but otherwise, I've got Mace Windu from a, uh, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Um, I've just brought one representation for each movie. I've got a sneak preview. Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones, because this is the one I'm trying to collect all of them. Jango Fett. Yeah, that's what I said. Jango Fett. You know, Boba Fett's dad. Yeah. I said dad in my breath. I mean, it's basically, yeah. It's not the same guy. I'm an idiot. (laughs) And then I have C-3PO. That's another one from that collection. And then from Revenge of the Sith, I have Spinning Attack, Yoda. And this was from... Can I... Can we look at this for a second? Yeah, this that packaging the... is a little different, too. The rest of them have yeah. the card and, like, a square box with the guy in it. That one's a little more... It's got, like, a bubble, Like a dome a plastic, bubble, yeah. yeah. And it's that was one was try- shaped a little I was just trying to figure out what the... 
the line this was, but if I looked it up on the app, I could probably figure it out. But anyways, it's yeah, just like you said, a different. different yeah, and I I got it because I want a representation of the movie. But there's a whole line of those, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just going in order of the of the movies chronologically. Then I've got the power droid from the uh, episode four, the Star Wars, you know, New Hope. I've got Bosk. And these are the old ones that we were talking about earlier. Just yeah, like Mickey's talking about like actual from 1970s, yeah, these 1980s. Were made in he has the like in package, like somewhat. If I, I, I mean, I don't know much about you know categorizing you know the condition, but they're as close to mint that I've ever seen. Well, the the tab part where that you they hang them on the hooks in the stores, those are even still in there. That that really does add to the value. Right. I learned. Yeah. yeah. So, and all three of these. And, I mean, I bought these within the last couple of years because I wanted representation of every movie. So you can find them. These are cheaper ones than some of the really more expensive ones. But they're they're from that era. I yeah, mean, you can tell so by cool. the packaging yeah, that they're that old. I was sitting here looking at them, and I was like, wow, this is it's amazing. This must be a, represent, or a reproduction. And then I'm like, he's like, no, these are real. These are, like, from that time period. And I'm like, you can barely even make out the name of the other characters on the back so of the card. Because they're so blurred. Yeah, even the printing was that. And that's the thing. Somebody back then kept these in fairly close to mint condition. Right. I certainly didn't. I mean, I was playing with them in the sandbox, probably near the toilet. I mean, God knows what I was doing. So, yeah, the, these, the fact that you can still buy these, and you can buy the really valuable ones, too, still. Packages. Yeah, so, right, right. And, and I've got Boss from Empire Strikes Back and Klaatu from Return of the Jedi. Like, these are all the original ones from the, old, the newest one being from 1983 or right around that era. Then I've got uh, Finn. That's a representation from uh, the. And yet again, another represent another um, situation where they d- wanted to do something different. If right. you turn that over, he's got some like there's some bracelet thing that you can buy that like does it's like the the, the action force force what is it force link force that's link. So it's got line. something. So like the Mace Windu says something. This does something or says something when you put him next to that. Yeah, he'll actually. It makes noises and stuff as you hold the action figure. To Not that Mickey would know because it's never coming out of the package. But. No, exactly. I'm. Yeah, I played with all my toys and I still got some of them, so I can still play with them. That was anyway. That's a representation from uh, Last Jedi. I'm out of order here. The Force Awakens. The representation uh, that was Kylo Ren. And that's that. This one's got. Um, Yet another little like attachment thing. It's just right. it blows my mind that these companies that are they, like they they know how to cap like well you've got this so you've got to buy this other thing clearly to make it work you know and like you were saying off mic th- there's a piece in here that if you collect other ones all these pieces will form something yeah different yeah altogether. so the idea is and we're not going to talk about Marvel figures but Marvel has a line called build a figure where it gives a piece of every figure that's just, you know, the ball joint that you just snap them all together, and then if you collect all five, six, whatever, eight of them in the line, you get an extra figure is what it ends up coming to. And that's, in fact, the Legacy Collection, which is actually, it's three and a half, or three and three quarters inch. It's a little closer to the, to the Black series because it's a little, like, more upscale. Oh, okay, and, uh, so they put more detail in. I, yeah, the it's just classy, yeah. and you can see that he's more, got more joints and stuff, and there's just... There's more pieces. This has the Build-A-Droid along, along the lines of what you were saying. I didn't even notice this till just now because I'm just that observant. There's an, like a R720 droid along the lines of R2-D2 and R5-D4. It's got a leg 
and a head. And if you get other figures and get the other pieces, you can build this this unit. Yeah, too. So right. So the, the idea is, you know, hey, collect them all, and then you get an extra figure that you can build off, off of these pieces. That's how they're trying to make you buy and more. It's similar in, in, in like, the idea behind sending in for the Boba Fett. Right, right you, exactly. You buy five figures or four figures or whatever you send it in. And then you get a figure. That's the idea. That's like I said, what what they're doing with the Marvel build a figure. That, and they just, but these ideas keep evolving. Like before, right. you cut out the UPC symbol on the old ones that we were talking about, and you send them in. Now they're eliminating that middleman for themselves. Yep. You just you keep buying one, and, then, and you'll get the pieces in the package already, and you can yes. put together this. Yeah, you can put together. You know, so so like I said, it, it just it just shows like. How this company has come up with new and Evolving, creative marketing yeah. ideas, and, right. and really just it's it's just an interesting like like I said, some of the people I didn't say this at the beginning, but some people might be looking at this episode and being like, why are we covering this? It's toys, like seriously, because we like them and it's we're our nerds. Show. You should you should have expected that already. But the first of all, money talks, and you know, three times seven billion dollars. I'm no math major, but you know, math, almost math minor, but that is a very large number. That's a very lucrative business. Oh, right. Number one, for, first of all, well, not, not first of all, one of the reasons why we're talking about this and two, 34 billion, according, like I said the, earlier, the yeah. movies made 17 billion. These, oh, I'm sorry. Toys. 17, not seven, 17 times no. three. Well, the movies made 17 yeah. billion. The move, the toys and accessories and stuff made twice that. So we're okay. talking thirty four, thirty five billion. Clearly, billion. yeah, yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is, is it's a very you know it it, it make they make a lot of money off of these toys. So and, they, and Star Wars basically changed the toy industry. Yeah. So I mean, this is a big important thing that changed the toys that anybody who's listening played with. Yeah, right. Or are based off of or are somehow influenced by by the, what by happened these with these. Yeah. So that's exactly. you know, and, and then on top of that, it's just fun. It's it's a it's a representation of the movie. So you and know, we love collections. You know, we, most yeah, people collections and, and you know. So so yeah. So that's you know, little side you know tangent is that that's part of the reason why we're talking. Some of the reasons why we're talking about this today. Um, Let's any, talk about yours. Yep, well, I was going to say anything else that you wanted to talk about in terms of the three and three quarter inch line or anything else. That no, kinda, I mean I, I I mean in general, and and this is kind of what we'll. we'll you know, we talked about Funk. We did talk about Funko a little bit, and we're going to probably do a episode on them eventually. But um, in terms of being able to actually play with the toy or take it out and display it without reckoning the packaging, you cannot do that with these. No, these are more just you display it in package. You have to display them in package. If Which you is, were to take them out of the package, you would the ruin the value. You would ruin the package. Yeah. Right. So, Which is why they created these lines like we've discussed before that you're getting into. So so the Star Wars The Black series it was a line that came out, I believe. Can you actually, can you give me your phone and can you open up that Toy Box app? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to say, and I'm going to look this up to confirm it in just a second, but I want to say it was 2015. Um, Go ahead right and say before it the, uh, Right before 2013. Is when they debuted, okay, and they came out right, you know, right before, or right around the same time as like the Disney merger and right. Because what what year did uh, I don't even know for sure. Um, but anyway, so so the first figures were a part of the um, the original trilogy, 
And so before I get any further in that, this is a six inch line. So this is a decent amount bigger than the three and three quarter inch line. And they are more, they have more articulation. I mean, you can rotate the, the hands, you can rotate the feet, you can pose them, you can do all these things. And they were marketed to the adult collector. Right. So the, right off the bat, this wasn't something that was like for kids. I mean, obviously kids buy it, but they have a higher price point. They're, They're a little more they, classy and there's upscale. A, there's more detail. There's more, you know, it, yeah, it, exactly. So there's more, it, it's, it's a more expensive figure compared to, on average, compared to the three and three quarter Which inch. goes to show Monty how rich he's become, and he just, you know. Right, except I have level. two, and you have the oh. entire collection of oh. well, yeah. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. But I can afford more because they're cheaper. Right. <laughs> Maybe I, not. <laughs> anyways. Anyways, um, so so they have more detail, like like Mickey said, and they, they're able to, they, they, they were marketed to that adult collector, and they, Basically, from what I gathered from the little bit of research, and like I said, I just started collecting these figures, is that they are meant to be displayed in a way that you pose them, you add maybe some background characters. They do have a couple vehicles. And to further just exemplify that point that we made at the beginning about the three and three quarter inch scale, there's actually a first order TIE fighter at the six inch scale, but it's so large. And it costs so much oh, yeah. that it was not a, in terms of the success of selling it, it was not successful. It you was, know the ironic it, part about that? They actually made them, they, they had the, the mini series, oh, yeah, the yeah, toys yeah. we made us, that, you know, were going to be even more collectible because they were cheaper and, and smaller. Like micro machines Mic- along the line. micro machines, yeah. Right. And those were a bust too. Right. So it's that sweet spot where you're right. able to get that, like, you know, Articulated figure that can also be played with and can also be put in a two scale, you know. And ship. the toys don't take up the entire house, just a room, <laughs> as far as the vehicles and stuff. Yeah. Um. So so obviously you scale up the figures, you scale up the vehicles, and these six inch line they've they've come out with like you know uh, Hansel on the Tauntaun, Wampa with the with the uh, Hoth, Luke. Um. They came out with a snow speeder, which I really want to get, but I just can't bite the hundred and Sixteen dollars no price point on the vehicle. It's that much, you know. So, it, but it, but it, like that Luke that goes in the right, cockpit of, of that, you know. So that's a bigger vehicle than yeah. most. And, it, of them and yeah, be. like I said, it's you know, it's scaled to the six inch. That's figure. a full size vehicle that isn't the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it, it's smaller than the Tie Fighter, but it's still a big. It's vehicle. along those lines, though. So, so these these character or these these figures, these action figures, are really you know people have created entire social media accounts have built like literally their job on taking photos with these action figures and doing different photoshopping and things. I mean, it's really interesting. There's a, a, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll list it or maybe, you know, we'll talk about it in the next episode, the, the different Instagram and, and social media accounts for these guys, but they, it just, you're able to do more with these figures displaying in, them in, in terms of displaying in terms of, uh, posing them in certain ways, like like the Wampa figure, his arm comes off, right? So you can right. display, you know, Luke cutting off his arm. You know, you can show that, or you know, you can display with with um, you know Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker fighting, and they you can pose them in different ways and do different things. And so, and you're really good at that. I mean, we're sitting in your basement, and I'm looking at it. We're surrounded by his displays, and 
I mean, that's what Tom's collections are all about. It, it's really impressive, cool items, but he displays them in a way that it's yeah. not just shoved in a corner in a box or something like right. that. Right. I have them. They're worth something. He's showing them off because he's, he's showing his pride in them, which so, is that's so, awesome. I love that. So the Black Series played to that. Right. They, of they wanted that right up in mind. Alley. You know, it, yep. it, it, yeah, exactly. Like people like me that are like, I want to do something with these, I want to take them out of the packaging. So to talk about the packaging real quick. So. It's more along the lines of if anybody I don't know if anybody has a pop I have a couple, um, couple, hundred, <laughs> um, and you can take the the pop out or in, in this turn you can take the action figure out Funko pops you we're can talking about. put the plastic yeah you, you can put the plastic. <laughs> My head went dirty, but I wasn't even trying to do that right now. I swear oh, to God, oh man, I wasn't even Too trying late to do for that. that. You went there. I um, didn't. You can take the action figure out without. I would say. It still drops the value, but you can take it out without damaging the. Well, packaging. they don't tape it up and all that crap, so you don't you don't they rip it do, open. They do put a little bit of tape. So on the you pops, have, even they do. Oh, on the pops, no, no, oh. I'm talking about on the black series okay, characters. Right, right. So they they you have to cut a little bit of tape and then pop it open, but then you can slide it off. You can put the plastic back in, and even in the most recent ones, which is like came out until like 2020, they actually have like artwork on the side, so it's even to the point where it's like. You're not going to even damage that, and we want you to display this with the Displaying artwork. the box. So you can display the box. You can you can even put them back in the box without it looking like you just ripped off a cardboard, right? Like the three and three quarter inch. Right. right. So they they are in this in at this point, like I said, Hasbro had, had, had taken over. They are pretty much fully Hasbro. It's not Kenner. This is a completely different uh, route in terms of what the original Kenner line was. And so it's, it's Hasbro. It's, it's, it's their kind of spin on the star Wars. It's really cool you know. looking too. And so, it really is. like I said, it's, it's, it's just different. And I think that like for me, for like Mickey had talked about the style of collecting that I like to do with displaying figures and doing like, I'm, I'm working right now on, and I'm going to, I'm waiting, you know, I'm going to be getting the three figures that were from the, right. I got two of them. I'm going to get the third one from the empire strikes back which is my favorite movie which the hoth scene is my favorite scene of all you know almost all except for mandalorian Mandalorian, um and so once i do that it'll be like a little like three panel mural of darth vader luke skywalker and a rebel soldier and it just it appealed to me from that standpoint i also am a fan of the bigger scale uh, items like I, I don't like it when it's they always super... about size with you. We already went over that. <laughs> I don't like it when they like I, I don't like the micro machines. I don't like the like tiny like I, right. Hot Wheels. I even kind of like shy like I'll just get a model. Like, oh, I had a ton you know, of those. A so ton of those. like like the Christmas gift you get. Like I would have rather gotten that than I mean I still would have appreciated the Hot Wheels, but that right. that is you know a bigger scale. And so I guess that's what all kind of attracted me to this. Well, the details are. A lot better at yeah. scale that big right. too, you know. And in recent years, the details have gotten even better than in 2013, where they like photorealistic printing of the oh, faces. the technology just you better, know. So, so they're yeah. able to scan a face and like actually put that face on a character. Yeah. Um, other things that kind of you know, I guess to highlight is the fact that like you can do like what they call um, uh, army building, where like for example, I've got the Hoth, uh, this Hoth soldier. He actually comes with two different, like, interchangeable faces. So one of the faces has, like, a beard or, like, a five o'clock shadow. The other one is clean-shaven. And then it doesn't even stop there. Like, you can put the goggles up and down. You can put a scarf over him. You can put, you know, 
him carrying different weapons. Like he's got a holster for a smaller weapon. He's got his rifle. So you can do all these things that they, they come with these different accessories. They're more like Barbie you know, dolls. That I mean, even to the, the point where, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I, I didn't even think about that. And it's you creepy know? that they come with another face. I mean, that brings yeah, me to that my is, serial No, that's ties. very, very creepy. That like is, serial that, killer-esque. I, I, that that even, actually draws me in But even to bit. the point where on the, the Luke Skywalker, he's got a little hook on him that you can take you know take this blade off and then hook just the hilt on him so that he can be displayed with like oh, right. him holding the lightsaber that's not ignited right so that's, wow that's so there's that's attention to detail so yeah so so clearly like like i said like you can take these and display them in very unique poses or you can you know put different backgrounds to do it and that i guess in terms of what looking at the different Star Wars figures and like different action figures, that's kind of why I was drawn to it and I haven't, you know, you know, made the commitment to yet. Well, the Marvel Legend the well I'm saying the Marvel Legend series, I haven't bought any of those. Oh, right. That yeah. was what drew me to those and then like I would say the Star Wars equivalent to the Marvel Legends Hasbro is the Black series. Well and you the thing is like even with what I've always what I've admired about you since we've been hanging out is that you with your pops with each holiday, you have new ones in yeah, the Yeah, I try to, like, room. take them out. Yeah, yeah. That's all. I love that. That's I mean, that's how your decoration is. And with these, that's the thing that's cool about these. You can have one display with these same characters, but then if you want to change it up in a few yeah. weeks or a month, you can have the same characters, the same stuff, but in a, a different completely position. different display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just right. So, like, this is, this is marketed as the Snowspeeder, you know, Luke Skywalker, but he could be the X-Wing Luke Skywalker. Sure. You know, he, who's oh, that's say, what you know I was what I mean? thinking it was. Like, right. like, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's... It's the orange you know, out, orange yeah, costume. Right. So, yeah. I mean, so those types of things. I mean, I'm going to get a Darth Vader. He could be any Darth Vader. I mean, it's not like he changed his outfit no. when he came to Hoth, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so those are the types of things, like I said, the interchangeable, the customization of it, just kind of, you know, and like I said, the attention to details, what drew, drew me to these specific, that six-inch line. But as, as I said, I mean... Like I've got a a Django Fett in the three and three quarter inch, and I've got well, that's his name, you know, Django, not Boba. <laughs> got it. The, the Slave One that goes with him, I would that if they made a Slave One in the six inch series, I would be like, that's expensive, you know. It's oh gonna, this God, one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. And because he's one of the most popular characters, you're, they're going to be able to get uh, more good, for it. Even good luck finding him. Yeah, right. So that Slave One is a cool ship. I had that as a kid too. Yeah, and you, but you had the Boba Original. Fett. Yeah, the Boba the Bo- Fett one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Boba Fett one. Yep. Yeah. So, so Django yeah, so Fett wasn't a thing yet. You didn't even know. You who didn't he was. even know. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, all right. you knew was Boba Fett was that cool guy from the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah, that really good movie. This <laughs> um, we mentioned that. So, I mean, like I said, they they've they've spanned since 2013. They've got you know vehicle, a couple vehicles, uh, some speeders, you know, speeder bikes, and some smaller stuff that obviously works better for that scale. Um, they've and got more affordable. Excuse me. They've got even like you know, like I said, the Tauntaun, the Wampa. They've got um, different stuff that's even from you know, not just the main nine, ten, eleven movies. They've got stuff from the uh, uh, Clone Wars. Oh, TV sure, show. Rebels. They've got stuff from Rebels. They've got stuff from you know a couple of those other things. So it's it's just interesting you know that they were able to incorporate those characters as well. They've got stuff from like the video games. That are oh, in yeah. this line too, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that they did that in the three and three quarter inch line as well. But I didn't realize they had action figures for the Mandalorian already. Yeah, they got so, yeah, exactly. I didn't even yeah, the yeah, Mandalorian. Right. So yeah, it it's just like I said, it's it's a more it's a, a larger with more detail, but 
that doesn't take anything away from the three and three quarter inch by any means. I no, think my co- toys are cool too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Sorry. Sorry, that was going to pack up his toys and leave. Um, but but yeah, so that that's kind of you know what what I'm starting to get into, I guess, in terms of my collection, certain things. But um, that's a cool aspect. I mean, like you say, it's more upscale, it's more quick. It's I just mean, a different, like I said, in, it's it, more adult. <laughs> we're playing with our toys, but we're more adult like when we're doing it. it. It's 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 another layer to what the Star Wars action figure history right. has to offer, and Disney's. But found another way to make money because they, they were hurting. So thank goodness. Got us again. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's I guess that's all I've got to say about you know the the Star Wars it, the the way that it was best described in that move in that TV show was that you know people who watch sporting events they've got the, the their cards or baseball cards or their football cards or they've got oh, yeah. a jersey. Um, you can you can go to a sporting event you can experience it. In terms of like these sci-fi movies and in the way that Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, Marvel movies, you don't have an equivalent thing, and that's why these action figures, these memorabilia, these these licensed items, are so popular. Is because it's like a physical representation of maybe that emotion that you have felt watching. It's a the souvenir, movie. yeah. Yeah, and I've got I got I get into both. I, mean, yeah. I collect cards from sports. I'm a big sports yeah. fan, but I'm also this geek who has yeah. all these toys in front of him right now. And and so you and find play with them. you're finding value in these these items. And so like to try to describe that to somebody that that's how I guess I would describe for somebody who's not into action figures or somebody who's not into collecting these types of things is like that is an equivalent thing you know that that we are into it clearly as nerds and as as the if you've been listening to any Monty and Mickey <laughs> podcast you'd understand that that that's that's where our mind goes. That's that's the type of thing that we like to. Collect. They even mentioned that in Toys That Made Us that a collection is basically it's a representation of who you are too and, right. and what you like and, right. and how you look at things and stuff. So I have lots of collections, and you can just figure out to some degree who I am. You know, right. like a peel and onion. Just by my collections, you can see who I am and what I'm interested in, stuff like that. Some people collect shoes. Some people right? collect you clothes. Know, some high, you know, artwork. You know, so I, yeah, I, I collect. I have some cartoon glasses. I have these little resin houses because I'm in architecture and stuff like that. I mean, I, I've got. A, we've gone over our collections, so yeah. I mean, they, they represent who you are. Yeah, they're just another. In in like I said, um, part of the reason why at first I wasn't, you know. Hard to believe, but I wasn't into Funko. Is because you can't articulate anything besides the head on them. Right. So you but really you are only displaying, displaying them. them. Well, however you could. I mean, it. And so that now that I've kind of like, okay, well, I, I like Funko. I like the pop. Well, I can actually do something with these guys. And so that, like I said, it's you just, can play with them as can, an adult. You can play. You can actually move their, you know, impose them and have them pick up a gun or swing a lightsaber or climb into a vehicle or. You know. Action poses. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's all I've got to say. Anything else you want to add as far as the uh, Star Wars? Stay a kid. And, yeah. Don't let a kid side of you die. That's what we're saying. Right. And 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 respect people that don't agree with you. <laughs> right. Or you know something along those lines. And if your opinion is different than ours, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, we're it means fine you're with it. a human being with you know breath in your lungs. Your own thoughts. So that's, which is a good thing. So. We we appreciate that. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's all I got to say, but you know, as we as we always like to say, got to make sure I get it right. Getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks guys.
<laughs> what kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?